Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching... FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hello, welcome inside Hour 3 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Draymond. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hobo. Well, today was a great day, a positive update for DeMar Hamlin. We'll get to that coming up in a second. The NFL, on the heels of that, has announced they're not going to resume the Bills-Bengals game from this week, and they have a plan going forward, which we'll get to. But uh, best wishes out right now to former NFL star Peyton Hillis, a former Madden cover guy right. in 2012. He had that phenomenal 2010 fantasy season. Fantasy hero, absolutely. I mean, he ran for, for a year. 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns. He burst on the scene. We thought, oh my God, he's going to be the next great running back in the game. And he had a pretty good year the next year that he was on the Madden cover. Hasn't played in a few years. He is 
in intensive care in the hospital for treatment on his lungs and kidneys after a swimming accident in which he saved his kids from drowning. According to reports on TMZ has this, his kids are said to be safe and healthy. He was in Pensacola, Florida, where the accident happened. He was helicoptered to the hospital, remains unconscious in the ICU. Now, there are good updates from him coming uh, in which that his health is improving. Uh, This is what doctors are saying, according to his uncle, who has been putting out information for the last hour plus on social media. So Peyton Hillis in ICU in Florida after saving his kids from drowning in the ocean and again the kids are all said to be okay uh yeah he was one of the he was one of those guys in when he played in the nfl that he burst on the scene and you thought man this guy's like the next mike allstott right like this huge running back who's tough and powers through people and and he's gonna average like five yards of carry and who knows how long it's gonna last for him but man this guy is a monster and that's kind of what he was you know, that one year is that big fantasy. Everybody remembers how Peyton Hill is that 2010 year. Yeah, 1177 oh, and yep. 11 touchdowns, adding another 61 receptions and almost 500 receiving yards. So, yeah, he, he was one of the heroes of the day, and, and everybody jumped on board that. And then he started becoming a injuries and kind of a journeyman thereafter. I remember when when he was in the middle of that great season. I remember interviewing Mel Kiper on when I was doing all night on ESPN, mm-hmm. and I would have Mel on every week. And I said, "Okay, Mel, uh, let's let, let's do a thing here." I said, "Let's say who your MVP is right now through like ten weeks of the NFL season." And I'll say one, two, three, and we'll say our names, right? And I think I said Peyton Manning, and because Manning was having a great season, and I said one, two, three. I said Peyton Manning. He said Peyton Hillis. I said, "Wait, what? Peyton Hillis?" And it became this whole big thing. Mel Kiper thinks Peyton Hillis is the MVP, and he said, "Well, look." It's my chance to talk about a guy that I had rated really highly coming out of college, and I thought he would hit it big right out of the gate. It took him a couple of years. He didn't really get used in Denver that much, even though he averaged five yards a carry when he's with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, had some issues there, so he left. He goes to Cleveland, and now he bursts onto the scene with this incredible year in 2010, and he looked unstoppable. Well, except that, when he fumbled eight times. Yeah, well, well, hey, I think when you have a guy running like that, all right, we'll take the fumbles. We're going to get half of them back. We'll get half of them back. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, win the scrum. Win the scrum. I mean, he he he's a house. He was yeah. a house when he played. I mean, he was 6'1", 250, and he was still fast through the hole. He's one of those guys where I go, if I'm a defensive player, I do not want to tackle this guy. No, There's you make no business way. decisions. There's no way. We talk about it all the time. I, I laugh, you know, watching my daughter play soccer. You watch girls, and it's like, hey, they stand in and take one when you you get it off your left foot. They made a business decision. Stop apologizing to them. <laughs> Likewise, he comes running through the hole. You want to stand in on him? Great. If you want to try to ankle tackle him, good luck. Uh, you're not knocking him off. Mm. So best wishes to Peyton Hillis and his recovery. Uh, again, sa- hey, saving his kids. I mean, that's that's Amazing. really something, yeah. man. That's really something. Uh, now, from Peyton Hillis to DeMar Hamlin, and it was a great update day for him. Uh, the update has eased the Bills' pain and tension, this according to many of the players and coaches that spoke today, as Hamlin, who collapsed on the field during Monday's game, a heart incident, a cardiac arrest, now he is awake. He is holding hands of his family members. He is communicating via a pen and uh, pad and paper because he can't speak because he's intubated. And the first thing he asked when he woke up today was, did we win? Or who won the game on Monday? And the doctor said, you won. You won. You won the game of life because here you are. And 
maybe the best news of this part is that he woke up. He didn't just wake up and and start talking, but the doctor says, doctors say, he woke up and he's there. Like, mentally, he is present. And there's no neurological damage to him. So... That's the best part. Now, he's still in critical condition. He still needs to continue to improve. His lungs need to improve, all of these things. But it certainly looks like we have had day after day of positive news for him. And now it's at the point where the doctor said, now it's where, now let's try to get him back to the person he was, which is like, wow, you get him back. Now the process begins to get back to that point. So it's like, hey, we can we can aspire to being the person he was. He was even asked, the doctors even asked if he could play football again. And he said, instead of saying, football's not on the list, there's no way X, Y, Z, he just said, too early to tell if he could play football again. So the door is even open for him to potentially play football again after a long recovery. But he's young, he's strong, and you want to put that out of the frame of mind of him. But certainly the last couple of days, everything is positive, and most likely because the this update came out today that was so good for him the NFL was able to say okay now we feel comfortable talking about the game between the Bengals and the Bills and what we're going to do going forward yeah I thought from a timeline perspective by close of business tomorrow or the very least before kickoff right pregame shows or whatever uh, on Saturday we'd get some clarity right votes decisions uh, memos would flow through just so that uncertainty was off the table before games kicked off. You know, I'm with you there to a point where I thought it was going to be after the Chiefs game. Because if the Chiefs played and won, that would take a lot of scenarios off the table. Because yeah, we, we've heard Adam Schefter even said the NFL wanted to have a plan by Saturday, right, before the game started. Right. So the Chiefs is a big game. Because if the Chiefs win, that takes the Bengals out of being able to finish and win home field. Sure. So now they have the scenarios ready. Okay, we have the scenarios if the Chiefs win. We have the scenarios if the Bengals, if, if the Chiefs lose. They would wait and then send, okay, so the Chiefs won, so it's less we have to do. So I thought it would come Saturday, but... I I think it was a great move today to say, listen, he's great. We're not going to play this game anymore. It was a, it was a great move by the NFL, and it certainly surprised me that it came a couple of days early. Yeah, I mean, and the Raiders at home, Jared Stidham, who knows? He might wing it around and just screw things up he, for the he, Chiefs. He threw for 800 yards against the Niners. You never know. So there you go. Uh, Chiefs given nine on the road. So you have that part of it. A couple of audio parts that were kind of uh, interesting and, and need, I think need to be highlighted. Uh, one that was making the rounds of a, an interview that Hamlin had done a few weeks ago talking about the how grateful he was for the opportunity and, and the growth that he's had this year, his teammates. And he'd literally just come out of like closing prayers and discussions in the DB room and just saying, look, we don't know when our last games are or whatever, so we're appreciative to have these times and opportunities together, like just beaming from ear to ear because, you know, statistically, 91 tackles, like all of mm-hmm. these things. A guy, four-year four year deal that he signed and all, but you're looking at the opportunity to be a starter and, and make the impact that he has both in the community and on the field. And there was, there was just that pride that he made it. He's one of the guys and what they were putting together as a squad. And then you had Josh Allen. You know, talking uh, as he did with the media today, and and really most of what you saw, really captivating, coaches and players, and and, and really kind of pulling you in to what they've been going through these last seventy two plus hours. But Josh Allen finishing by going, "Hey, people should not be attacking T Higgins, right? Because we had a number of people. This is dirty. The Bart Scott clip that everybody's heard, etc. Goes. Hopefully, he found some relief today because again." That's a football play, and he hoped he doesn't hold that upon 
himself. And I think that's a big thing to triple underscore here because there is that other side of it for Higgins because you're thinking – Oh right! After right, yeah. that, what did I do? How yeah. did, was this any different than any other engagement that I've had in the past? Trying to pick up extra yards, whatever else, and and you and you start internalizing some of that. So Josh Allen, you know, as the trying to be the voice, and, and it's something that we've echoed here as well. But to have you know one of the team leaders of the Bills also just put that out there, just reminding folks, hey, you know what? Football play. We've seen the astronomical odds of an occurrence like this, et cetera, and now you're just wishing the best hope for Hamlin and and as speedy a recovery and, and being able to be back on the sideline in street clothes and cheering on his guys as quickly as possible. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. So with that happening, the NFL makes the call and says, we're not going to play Bill's Bengals. It's not going to be a game that counts. We're going to move on, and we're going to figure things out for the playoffs past that. Vote, NFL owners are going to vote on this proposal tomorrow, but Roger Goodell says this is what he wants to do, so this is what's going to happen. And the main thing is this. If the Bills or the Bengals end up in the AFC Championship game, and it's worded really weird that if a team that hasn't played as many games as another team is in the AFC Championship game, it will be played on a neutral field. So if the Bills or the Bengals are in the AFC Championship game, that is a neutral field game. They play on a neutral field, which, okay, you know what? Yes, because any of these teams could have wound up winning home field. It Depending on what happens with the Chiefs, any of these teams could wind up having it. The one thing that would stink, what if you just had a bunch of upsets, right? And and the Bengals wind up as the three seed in the AFC Championship game. It's a 3-6 game, but nope, we're going to play in a neutral field. But wait, but we would have won. Nope, sorry. But it's not perfect. It's not going to be perfect. Nothing is going to be perfect. But to make this the decision when clearly these are the three best teams in the AFC, okay, this is this is what you're going to get. Uh, this is where the NFL has said we're trying to figure out the best situation of what it's going to what we're going to do. And so this is what it is: neutral field for the AFC Championship game. If one of these teams is involved, okay. I mean, it's not perfect, but sometimes you have to say, what's the best thing going forward? This is about the fairest thing you, you could you could do is say if these teams are involved because they all had a chance, and it wasn't like a real remote chance. The Bills certainly had a chance, depending on what happened uh, in the game against the Bengals, but that we didn't get to see the end of that game. So, yeah, I know there's going to be... Uh, the the other side, I've already seen the other side of, oh, it's crazy, we got this, it's neutral field, what's the NFL doing? It's fine. It's fine. Sometimes you can't be a perfectionist. You just got to get to whatever the best available decision is. It's fine. This is not the end of the NFL. This is not. This is the worst thing ever out of the government. We've gone from it's such a human thing. Hey NFL, do the right thing. Don't play the game between the Bills and the Bengals. Demar Hamlin's. Uh, let, let's make it about him. And now here we are, three days later. Uh, you can't do this. A neutral site. You're gonna have a coin flip to determine other stuff. What's going on? It, it's fine. It's fine. It will be fine. Everything will work out. Well, fine. you know, you even got players from the game. Joe Mixon. Uh, tweeting out uh, a little while ago. So we're not following the rules no more. Uh, and in the 2022 policy manual for member clubs, uh, item G, I'm not sure which clause this is, uh, but competitive policy for canceled games. The game is canceled. The team standing in its division or its conference shall be determined on the basis of its final record. When necessary, playoff tiebreakers shall be calculated according to per game average for all teams. Or... Um, Per game average of what? Scoring? <laughs> scoring for? Scoring against? Yeah. 
It's about as nebulously put as you can make something ambiguously. But either way, so there, there's your first member uh, of those of that game from Monday to to chime in on the negativity there. Which really, you played in the game. You just watch. You just watched a guy get worked on, and they saved his life. Get CPR in front of you. Now, what rules do you want to follow? I mean, what do you, what do you want to follow? If you want to follow the rules, you have no chance. You're third. So if you if you really want to do that, if you're Joe Mixon, you really want that Joe Mixon, then you're going to finish third. Because you're at the third best record, and you have no chance of finishing in the top and playing an AFC Championship game on a neutral field. You happy? Is that what you want? The rules are going to be if we're not playing the game, and nobody wants to play the game, right? Because we shouldn't play it, because that's the way it should go. Now you're upset. Really? You're upset? You're upset that we're not following? What rules do you want to follow? You're not playing. You're third. Now at least you have a chance to play in the in the AFC Championship game. Like I said, I, I don't know what people want. I mean, and, and I, I didn't think it would come from anybody in the game with, with Joe Mixon right here, but I don't know what people want sometimes. I just want to complain. That's kind of what it is. I just want to complain. I'm happiest when I'm complaining. But, but no, we don't strive for that. We strive to do things right, to solve things the best way possible. This is a pretty good solution by the NFL. You know, you can go crazy for other things, and you can say, what if we did this? What if we did this? What if we did but in the end, this is probably the fairest thing. We can, we can have the teams play. Everybody makes it in. Nobody gets an advantage over the other team if they're playing later on in the playoffs. This is what we're going to do. We talked about it before. The all the all the different scenarios. All right, let's add weeks. Let's do permutations. We're talking about player safety, right? That's at the heart uh, of what we're doing here. And and I did not mean uh, to be glib there. It's just the idea of that's that's the base of this conversation: a player's health and how you handle a situation after that effect. And one of the solutions would be you play on short rest which is the basis for any argument against Thursday night football and against some of these schedules that we've seen made in the past to try to negate that so that we we really actually act as a league and those that support it and talk about it as we do here uh, in, in support of player safety and, and making you know all of those talking points a legitimate thing. And that was one of the other scenarios that was being brought up. So you want to put that back on the table? Come on, that's asinine in the wake of this. It's fine. It's fine. No, everything is going to be fine. But now here's my, oh, I don't like it. I don't like it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the TireRack.com studios. And yes, the big story of the night. The NFL not going to play the rest of the Bengals-Bills game from Monday night, as we got into a few minutes ago. How are they going to deal with the playoffs? Because now it's about the games. We got a great update on DeMar Hamlin earlier today. Likely that's why the NFL was able to come out with their decision today and not wait a few more days. So we know that if the Bills or Bengals make it to the AFC Championship game, that it will be played on a neutral field. Okay, good enough. As far as this weekend goes, the Ravens and Bengals were playing in a game that could have been for a lot, depending Huge. on how right, Absolutely. depending on how Monday night went with the Bills and the Bengals. But because it, there was no game, the Ravens now have no chance to win the AFC Central and North uh, AFC North, and the Bengals are AFC North champions. And now that's not a great thing for the Ravens. They're probably a little mad. It was a little bit of a solid done for the Bengals. But here's the other thing the NFL put in. If these two teams meet in the playoffs, the Ravens and the Bengals, there will be a coin flip to determine what field they play on. So it's they did a solid for the Bengals, and the Ravens got screwed a little bit. But then if you meet later on, you make it take care of business, you play in the playoffs, you're not going to just play at the Bengals in the playoffs. There's going to be a coin flip for you because it was that close in the regular season. And again, there's a lot of people upset about this. Why are we flipping coins? Why would we be doing this? Why are we doing 
you know what? It's This is the best thing the NFL came up with, and it's a pretty fair thing outside of just saying there's no game and we're going by winning percentage, and this is how it goes. The Chiefs are the champs, and then the Bengals are second. The Bengals are third. The Bills are second. This is how the NFL was trying to figure out a way to be fair to all three teams. Because it's about the Chiefs as well, because they could be a team. They could have won uh, the conference and been the number one seed. But if the Bills had won Monday night and they won, they would have been the number one seed because they beat the Chiefs earlier this year. The NFL was trying to find a right way to do it. And I knew right away when I saw all this, oh, what's going on? Like, we've gone from, hey, 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 hey human thing here NFL do the right thing don't play Bengals Bills and now okay we're not going to do it we're going to do a couple of things try to make it fair oh what's going on no no so we're back to normal pretty fast well back to the other we got back to normal really really fast well we got to human and base human Mm -hmm. human of all right let's have the moment and and come together as humanity and say, all right, forget about business, forget about the NFL machine. Let's think about the players. Let's think about the coaches, everybody there on the sideline, and of course, Hamlin and his family. And then as soon as there's any needles, any rumors, right? Because you saw it the last couple of days. Closest source to mm-hmm. and and it like balloon ideas, right? So question of how much the league and like we've seen it done before, where you start doing your uh, test balloons of what public response are or team responses are, and tons of calls, I'm sure, in the interim before this was handed down today to to try to figure out what was going to cause the least upheaval and outrage. And in this case, you got to split the baby kind of moment. Well, we could do it this way, and you can all feel screwed, or <laughs> we could take Baltimore and Cincinnati – and a little advantage here, and the 50-50 proposition, no other games involved on this side. And I get it. You're salty a little bit. If you're a Ravens fan, right, you won the first game. Perhaps you have the opportunity to win the second one, mm-hmm. win it out. Right. I, I get it. There, there could be some saltiness there. We referenced the Joe Mixon tweet a few minutes ago. You know, folks are going to have their angles to be upset. But to your larger point, sure. What do we do? We find stuff to complain about. Right, hey, I got my holiday, holiday. I got friends that got their holiday bonuses. Like, yeah, but it was only this. Like, dude, have you been watching the news (laughs) at all? (laughs) And paying attention to anything going on in our country and the world overall? It's like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Twitter and how about a fresca mic at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. You know, it's funny thinking about this, how seeing everybody's back to normal now, complaining about the NFL is, is that when we played, you know, we missed a softball season for the pandemic and they were coming back for the next season. And it was a big deal, right? Coming back for the first time because we had gone through a lot of, hey, we can play a little over the line, which is a game girls have to play, but you got to keep your distance. Nobody within six feet of each other. So we, we we were coming back, you know, in a slow way. And then it was great because we got we got able to play our first game. And, and and you know the kids had to wear masks when they were a batter or the catcher, and the umpire had to wear masks. So it was great to just get back on the field. And I would say about three weeks in. There was a game, it didn't involve our team, but it was huge controversy. And it was, it was about, because, you know, you play games to time in softball uh, it, at this level. You play an like hour and a half, drop dead time, hour 45 minutes where the game ends at this point. And there was a discrepancy as to whether the, the umpire was keeping the right time or not. That the game should have ended, okay. but he allowed a couple more minutes to go by. Team got a couple of hits and wound up winning the game. And 
Fans are on the field, or the coaches are on the field yelling. Fans are screaming from the stands. And we were playing the next game, and I go, "Oh my God, this is out of control!" And one of the guys who was on the on on the board of directors just turned to me because I knew him pretty well. We were talking, turned to me and said, "Well, we're back to normal, aren't we? Pandemic's over. <laughs> Everybody says everybody busted out so the happy. the noisemakers like we it was back, New Year's Eve. We were, we we're back on the field for three weeks suddenly. Now I can't believe this. What are you doing? And I'm sorry. Pull down your mask i can't understand you Uh, we're all back to normal be sure to catch live editions of the jason smith show with mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific the nikki glazer podcast her roast of tom brady stole the show now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the nikki glazer podcast i said tell tom brady that i'm the tom brady of roasting lots of people roasted the goat but only nikki is still being talked about every time i refresh my dms it's 14 blue check marks of people i didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me hear that in all episodes of the nikki glazer podcast on america's number one podcast network iheart open your free iheart app and search the nikki glazer podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Jets offensive coordinator Peter LaFleur right before the dodgeball championship. Uh, offense coordinator Mike LaFleur. You find him at the airport <laughs> drinking too. <laughs> I Dodging want, wrenches. I'd want to. I'd want to quit too, Bob Mike. If I had Zach Wilson as my quarterback, yeah, many times I wanted to quit. But you know what? We went back out there. I take Bre- a pirate over Zach Wilson. <laughs> we got Brees Hall healthy, and everything is great. Uh, Jets offensive coordinator Mike Lafleur, <laughs> if you can dodge a wrench, said that it may have been better for Zach Wilson to sit and learn as a rookie. Now, let's go back and have big-time bleeping revisionist history. Oh, no. It might have been better. All LaFleur is trying to do is to save his job. And why do you continue to have to go to the wall for Zach Wilson? He's got no future. I know you're going to try to put him out there and prop him up because you feel like, oh, he's no good, okay? It's your fault. It's his fault. you got to move on. This is why... Quarterbacks should be treated like every other player. The only time quarterbacks should be treated like any other player in the NFL. Because we stick with quarterbacks for so long because, oh, try to make... No, if it's not working, it's not working. If the right guard is not playing well, you don't stick with them for two full seasons. You yank them out and put somebody else in, right? If your running back is averaging two and a half yards a carry, you're not keeping... You're putting somebody else in the game. If your quarterback stinks, you're putting somebody else in. And to have him sit here and say, oh, it might have been better if Zach Wilson had sit and learn hey, that's a mistake that we made. No, 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 no. Because what you're telling me is that every decision you made the last two years regarding your quarterback was either wrong or you misevaluated it. He looked great in camp. Yeah, but I don't know that we can start him. Oh, every decision you made. You had plenty of chances to say, Zach Wilson, you should sit behind a veteran. You could have brought a veteran in. You could have done all of these things. Well, you had Joe Flacco. Right? But not, he not, was elite. Not the beginning of the first year. Being the first no, year, it was a bunch of, it was James Morgan, it was Mike White. They didn't have the veteran oh, yeah, guy James to go Morgan, to. That's right. yeah. No, now it's all, oh, let's go back and say, oh, yeah, we should have sat him. No, no. Everything was, he's ready. Let's put him out there. He's ready. He's ready. He's, everything the Jets said, he's great in the preseason. He's great in practice. Let's put him out there. Let No, he's ready. He's If he wasn't ready, we wouldn't put him out there. That's all the Jets said. Now it's, oh, we should have had him sit behind, behind a veteran. No, that's a load of crap. They're just trying to make up stuff to try to save their jobs. You know what? It didn't work. You picked the wrong quarterback okay move on and get somebody else next year don't try to bring him back and see if oh, i want to try to make it work and i'm gonna you know nudge it along and see if that no rip the band-aid off he's done what if i were to tell you this is a more nefarious plan by lafleur have we heard anything from lafleur all season no it's been robert sala hell or high water blah 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 i'm still behind zach 100 percent. all these things the last few weeks and really propping up his second year guy as much as he can LaFleur, hey man, that wasn't my guy. Yeah, no. I, I'm distancing myself as far away as I can. This is Joe Douglas's guy, and this is Sala's guy that he's trying to make work. For me, I wanted a veteran. I wanted a guy as these young players around. Yeah. Like he's trying to do the I'm the captain now, or hey, don't put the stink of where he's at developmentally on me. Well, because he's I the guy that's going to get. He's the guy that's going to get fired. No, but that's the point, right? right? Joe he, Douglas brought in a pretty good roster in the draft. That's right. Free agency's been hit and miss, but it's free miss hit no, and miss but, for a lot of people. But all in all, you got a roster that's pretty good. Yeah. And if Brees Hall stays healthy, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and your O line issues, that you you had a what was the making of not a you know, a sexy team in terms of winging the ball all around or whatever, but you had a big play threat as, as a running back. Garrett Wilson looks like he could be a stud as much as he screwed over fantasy owners in their final. But you you at least have to make it. What are you missing? The most important piece. Yes. There's a giant question mark standing there.
If if I thought for a second you could turn him into something next year, I would say okay. But you see, he can't. He's just getting worse. It's not like ah, there's some signs. No, he's just getting worse. That's why they're sticking with him. He's just <laughs> they're well, tanking so they can get, they get another well, quarterback but, in two years. But the other part that that you're looking at is from the locker room perspective, right? I know a lot was made about the one press conference. You know, are you holding it back? Blah blah blah. And no. So, yes, you get blasted for that. But on the overall arc of the season, if you go back and watch a lot of video, these guys don't want him there. Like, they had already decided before he said anything in a press conference by gesturing to the sideline, by more or less flipping him off by decisions he was making. You saw offensive linemen do it. We can go put together a greatest hits of about 15 minutes long. Mm-hmm. At this point, with gesturing and reactions post plays, either to the sideline or to teammates coming back to the huddle of what the hell are we doing here? So you've got a guy that it's not a function of yeah, can he become a functional quarterback? He's also got to win back a whole locker room full of guys before he made the comments of, hey, I'm not letting him down. No, you were. And they they were pretty sure to be telling everybody that would pay attention to the Jets from the Vantage point. If you looked at the all twenty-two, it was even worse. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you want to do your body language reading and all Dude, of that. Dude, plays I watch on the all twenty-two with him. I'm like, how you're looking at the receiver and he's open. Those how are you not throwing bleed. it there? How are you not? Yeah, I felt, yeah. It was like, what, what's that movie with La, La, La Llorona? Right? Was that where the oh, eyes that's bleed? Oh, that's Bullet Train. Go yeah. back to just, just go back to the Clockwork <laughs> Orange. That was bull, Bullet Train, right? Oh bullet yeah, yeah, train, Bullet yeah. Train. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was bleeding from the eyes after that. It was all. I'm or the end of Barbarian. Yeah. Just, just, it's a spoiler. People haven't seen that. It's been out months. If you haven't seen it, too okay. damn bad. Well, you know, it, for streaming, it takes people no. a while to get to certain things. That, that thing got so hyped over the holidays. If you didn't watch it, you tried not to. Listen, Conan the Barbarian, okay. That's been out a long time. Baby. But Barbarian, Dino De Laurentiis production. <laughs> Will Chamberlain will stab you. Just, oh, he was in the scene. That's sequel. right. He was the bad guy. Of course he, he was. was. He, well, no, no, no. Right. He was, no, he wasn't. No, he was a bad guy, wasn't he? No, he ends up becoming one of the band of travelers with them in the second one. Wow, that's really that's really scary knowledge Conan of the Conan Destroyer. the Destroyer. That's really yeah. Dude, scary that was cream and airplane, Harmon. That was <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite part that no one that no one gets is you know the the conversation he has is pretty good. But when they pulling him out of the cockpit and you see his Laker jersey on under his <laughs> under his pilot's uniform, it's, oh, just rip the bandaid off. Zach Wilson, let him go. Coming up next, the TireRack.com studios. Ah, uh, one big time head coach says I'm going to be with my team next year, unless he's not. Yeah, this breaking story coming up next right here. Jason and Mike Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. He sounds sexy. So another day, another day where Jim Harbaugh says, I will be at Michigan, (laughs) unless I'm not. On a day in which Jim Harbaugh put out another statement saying, no one knows the future, but I plan on coaching Michigan next year. Expect. Expect. 
This well, is, I was I re- expect, watching a sorry. documentary on Miss Cleo. She claimed to. I expect <laughs> Miss Cleo, Dion Warwick, all of this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He said a day ago after the story gets out that he was talking with the Panthers, look, I expect to be coaching Michigan oh, this yeah. year. I'm all in. Now, another day goes by and we find out Michigan is potentially under investigation for violations. Now, it's not believed that these violations are very serious, but you never know. And he's had to put out another statement saying, I expect to be the coach at Michigan, but no one knows the future. So, so yes, I will be here. Most likely, unless I'm not, and I could be going someplace else. I I, I really could. Uh, look, this story, the second day, and it hasn't gotten any less. Harbaugh doesn't want to lie. That's kind of a thing for him, and that's why he's saying this so awkwardly, because he puts out a statement saying, I, I expect to be here next year, but then under it is, those who stay will be champions, go blue. All. I'm all in, unless I'm not, unless I'm not here next year. But I'm still all in. So that's why the weird uh, wording is because he doesn't want to lie. No, he, he, that, did, that's he didn't kind put of his the thing. Bible verse in there, but he, he so he grabs Shem Beckler, kind of the same thing. <laughs> those, those who will stay will be champions. I put my hand on a tail from the Big Ten by Mitch Album. And, uh, so do you, do you think from earlier today, Pete Carroll got a call? Who? 734. <laughs> said area code. Sir, it's Ann Arbor. That's pretty good knowing Detroit's area code. Hey, would That's you like good, to, um, what, do, what, what, what do you need? Uh, hey, it's, it's Jim. I'm wondering, uh, when you left <laughs> USC and they were sniffing around the, the campus, what, 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 when did you know it was time to did you, say goodbye? Like, how fast did you leave? Did you leave like I walked out the door like like Jules and John Travolta at the end of Pulp Fiction? Or was it like I hopped in the car like it was Fast and Furious well, and did, I just had to get out? Did you get some moving trucks like, say, you were moving from Indiana to Maryland? <laughs> Did you leave in the middle of the night? I mean, when, did you? Did people not know? Like, were they guarding you, and then you somehow got out? And you were able to to, to escape. Look, I, I last night nothing has changed from from Jim Harbaugh except there's maybe a bigger chance that he leaves because if Michigan somehow comes under some kind of sanctions where it's football related to the point that maybe they're ineligible for something, he's going to go. Or a scholarship reduction or any he's, of that. Right now, go. that becomes a big, much bigger deal. Yeah, and, and, and what we've heard, it's not that serious, but you never know what it could be. You never know. It could be something well, that Well, recruiting in a dead period, that that actually yeah, seems that could be. fairly significant. But is, that, is there really a dead period in college football recruiting? Well, I mean, there's, I there's, there's those little windows where... You can get on Snapchat. It disappears after after 15 minutes. And there's no evidence. I don't know it was there. Did you recruit? No. Anybody, no. Um, anybody want to follow up with a question? Question for Jason Smith on his knowledge of Snapchat. Oh, wait, you took a screenshot of the Snapchat and saved it. Oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> I, you know, I, I just thought it did. I didn't know you could take a screenshot. Damn of it. it. Oh, that's my fault. Look, as, as far Well, you got to use another device, or, or so I'm told. I got well, well, you have a burner. Because otherwise it shows. Hey, KD, let me, borrow, let me borrow one of your phones for a second. Go right here. Uh, look, Harbaugh will leave. It's just a matter of when, right? He's not going to stay. He's not going to be at Michigan. He's been there nine years already. He's done everything he could. He's won a couple of Big Tens. He's beaten Ohio State twice. He's gotten the college football playoff. If he gets the offer that he likes, he will go. He will, it's it's that simple. And and honestly, Michigan and and their fans and. It, even though this is where they are, and, and the last two years have been awesome, they've beaten Ohio State, and they've gotten the CFP, and they won Big Tens, if he left the fans and the school, they would be 
they would have the reaction of, ah, okay. Because they still have never really embraced him on his return. He has never gotten that hug. He's, he has never been the conquering hero returning to my alma mater. It's been, well, we're going to we're gonna embrace you at, at, at arm's length and see what you can do. And even though he's got where he's got now, he's still kind of at arm's length. So if he says he wants to go, Michigan's not going to bend over backwards to do stuff to keep him. They did enough to keep him from a, a year ago, but they're going to say, if you want to go, go ahead, go. He will leave. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, I think at this point, you're also, as we've talked about a lot, he references and invokes Shem Beckler there in his quote, but it's the, the idea of remembering where you've been and what you've been as a, a program and what he's done in his tenure there. You're talking double-digit wins almost every season, and then you have the down COVID year and he took a pay reduction mm-hmm. and people wanted him out and all of these things, and he comes back with these two. Part of it is, hey, like you, I got I got unfinished business up there. I lost to my brother in a Super Bowl, and I can coach. And if you're not happy with me here because people were calling for it after another playoff loss, screw it. I'll, I'll go back it. to the NFL. I'll see you. I'll be coaching good the Dolphins luck, next good year. Good luck with all those recruiting violations. Uh, <laughs> Twitter it out about a fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. Coming up next, we got a big hot take from the NFL coming your way. This is Fox. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.